Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will conclude his message, which is titled, Where is Your Victory? This message comes from the broader Give Thanks series that we are currently working through. The Cornerstone thought for this short two-part message is that we are positioned from victory as opposed to for victory when we are in Christ. Pastor Chuck will use 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 through 58 as the text for this message. So if you have your Bibles, please turn over there right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. How did they overcome? By the blood of the Lamb and the what? Words of their testimony. Oh, do you remember? Going back to Calvary, uh, what Andre Krause said, take me back to when I first received you. Anybody ready to go back to when he first received you? David would say, oh, in sin was I, was I created. I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But he go on a few verses down. He says, but created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit with inside of me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Cast me not away from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. It is written. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing, family. Y'all still with me? Y'all still good? Online family, you still good? I hope you're still with me. Watch this. First thing, right? Jesus gives us the victory over sin and death. You serve a risen king who's alive and well. Let me say that again because some of y'all need to, need to hear that. You need, I, I, I want to speak this. You serve a risen king who is alive and well. You serve a risen king who is alive and well. And I don't know about you, but the last time I touched myself, I'm alive and well too. 2nd thing he gives you, sis, second thing he gives you, sis, is he gives you victory over Satan. He gives you victory over Satan. Here's the third thing that he gives you victory over, your struggles, he gives you victory over your struggles. Now watch this. Watch this. All right. So, um, fifth grade. I'm going to go back to you, um, because you're going to help me today. Here it is. Fifth grade, right? Aunt Nettie, it's fifth grade. It was this girl. It's always a girl, right? It's always a girl. It was this girl that I was, you know, she was, she was my boo thing, right? So I'm still trying to impress her. You know, got my little swag. It's field day. We at, the, we at the end of the year, it's field day. So, you know, you know, field day is cool. So, Uncle Kurt, here's what I'm doing. Uncle Kurt, let me tell you how smooth it was, right? This back in the day, this back in my day, y'all go back a little further. So, I'm talking about my day, right, Uncle Kurt? Y'all go back a little further. Let me talk about my day. Online family, here we go. So, back in my day, you used to wear these color-coded, like, uh, short sets, right? And they kind of had, like, a little Hawaiian flair to it on the shirt. And you had, like, the matching shorts. So, I think this day, I think I had, on a, like, a turquoise color with like neon green or yellow like trim on it with the colors and that's back in the days if you were a cool fella you used to wear the tank top underneath that was the same color and I had on these white Air Force Ones I had on Flav back in my day where I'm from we call them Flaves so I had on these white Air Force Ones uh, uh, Michaela and I was sitting there chilling with these right so here it is field day now because it's field day I brought me another pair of shoes because you can't get the white Flaves dirty you know, you can't, you can't get the all-whites dirty. You got you know, when you're putting the all-whites, boy, you got to be ready for it. So you don't got to have all-whites. So here it all. Here's the event, right? Field day. Hear me? Field day. It's tug-of-war. Tug-of-war, right? So here I am on this side, right? 
The girls out there watch too. Now, I got my own one girl, but it's other girls out there too. So just in case, just in case, you know, somebody might grab her attention, there's still probably about three other ones that I can show my, my scrimp off too. I can show how strong I am, right? So I'm on this side, right? I'm having, by the way, I'm having a good field day so far. I think I only had, I think at this point I only had one second place. So in the events that I was doing, like the little egg on the spoon, like all that type of stuff, like, oh, I, you know what? I hate these stuck-up saints. I hate, I hate when they do that because they act like they ain't never had a field day in their life. They act like they never had competition, and they, they, you know, they get all prim and proper when you get into church. They act like they ain't never did nothing wrong with their life. But when I start talking about my mess, they start turning their nose up to me. I don't know why the saints like to do that, Dakota. I don't know why. Like they ain't having have no issues with field day. Like they won't ever try to impress a girl or a guy. Like they ain't never had that situation. So here I am, right? Here I am, tug of war. I'm just pulling. I'm just pulling, right? And we losing. And I'm getting hot. Right? I'm getting hot. Why? Why am I getting hot? Because I'm making it about me. And I'm not utilizing the team by which the Lord gave me. Oh, you hear where I'm going, right? And so in like manner, we keep tugging and warm with this flesh. And we keep thinking we can do it in our own strength. And we keep pulling back and forth. And more and more, we going like this. Every time we get with the flesh, we going like this. And you ain't trying to cross that line, but you keep going and going and going. And then all of a sudden, the other team pulled us and I failed. And I, Takara, I stumped off. Because you embarrassed me in front of my woman. I knew I shouldn't have been on this team. Like manner, we do the same thing. As soon as you do something that the Lord told you not to do, or your faith family told you, then what you do? You start leaving the church. As if the church did something wrong to you. As if your faith community couldn't hold your arms up. If the Lord didn't provide you with an Aaron and her to help you get the victory, you get mad, you get in your flesh, and then you leave the church and you blame God and his people. What did we do to you? want to start having true victory we got to start being disciplined and rightly connected to the local church why or why or why do we continue to disrespect the bride of Christ we act like she's not beautiful to the Lord we act like she's not radiant to the Lord we act like the Lord didn't purchase us with his very blood why do we treat the Lord's church as if it's ours how in the world did we become interior decorators in his house? When did he assign that authority to us? No, he didn't because there are many other plans of men, but it's the Lord's that will prevail. Now watch this. Let me give you some scripture because y'all think I'm talking out the side of my neck. Here we go. Romans chapter 7. So the trouble, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So the trouble is not with the law. For it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human a slave to sin. In order for us to understand the better in him, we need to know the bitter in us. So watch this. Watch this. Because the problem is, if you go five chapters over, the problem is man thinks more highly of himself than we ought. 
And so the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul is giving us a soul check. The problem ain't with the law. The trouble is with me. Verse 15, I don't really understand myself. If you can understand yourself, raise your hand because I'm still learning Chuck Reed. 44 years in, I'm still learning about Chuck Reed. I don't really understand myself for what I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I'm doing what, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. What did uh, the Apostle James say? He says, he that knows to do right and chooses not to, it is accounted to him as sin. If I know I don't need to be cheating on that time clock, then I should not be cheating on the time clock. Oh, I'll make it up next week. Oh, oh really? Who say you're going to have a job next week? We operate with too many masks on. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And the enemy is whipping our tails. Too blessed to be stressed. Too favored to be your neighbor. Let me move somewhere else. Verse 17, so I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle. Listen to the Apostle Paul. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. I come to preach to your mind today. I come to tell you that the battlefield is in your mind. But the glory of the Lord can descend upon you if you lift him up. You magnify the name of the Lord Jesus and you call to your mind that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Word in means word out. Victory in means victory out. Verse 24, oh, what a wretched man that I am. Oh, what a miserable person that I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Verse 25, but I thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. You hear the bitter? Now watch the better. God wrapped himself. He came down in the earth fully God, fully human, fully man, and he wrapped himself in this sinful flesh. And he said, according to Hebrews chapter 4, therefore, since we have a great high priest over the house of God, who is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, he was tempted in every way, yet without sin. So now I can boldly come to the throne of grace, obtain mercy, and find grace to help us in our time of need. God, we thank you. Watch this. Your practical application is stay in the church. Let me sum it up this way how we used to say it. Remember this, auntie? Tell the truth. Shame the devil. 
stay in the church. The mothers, hey, what are the mothers of the church lying when they said that? Tell the truth, shame the devil, stay in the church. Those should have been my points right there. That should, that should have been all three of my points right there. Tell the truth, shame the devil, stay in the church. You jacked up because you backed out. Well, let me give you scripture since you think I'm making stuff up. Psalm 119, roundabout verse 65. I went astray, then I was afflicted. Affliction didn't come first, and then you made a decision to leave. No, you left God. And then affliction came. Watch this. Here it is. It says this. He says, uh, 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 this, uh, this uh, uh, Bible person, scholar, she said this. She said, being disconnected from the local church for whatever reason is a dangerous way to live. Not only do these lone rangers miss out on the blessings of functioning within the context of the body of Christ, but like lone sheep away from the safety of the flock and the watchful care of the shepherd, they are vulnerable to predators of every sort. Here's your last point. We're closing out on this one. Here we go. Last point. Jesus gives you victory over sin and death. Jesus gives you victory over Satan. Vic Jesus gives you victory over your struggles. And that leads into this. Jesus gives you victory over yourself. Didn't the apostle just say that for the good that I would do, evil is always present? For I know not what I did. Didn't he, didn't he just say that? So Jesus came to give you victory over yourself. And the high priestly prayer of John chapter 17, the Lord says this in verse 2. He says, since you have given him authority over all flesh, Jesus has authority over your flesh. But he's such a good God, a gracious God, a merciful God, his spirit ain't going to strive with yours. So if you want bitter, he'll let you go taste bitter so you can come back to better. And now you can do like King David and you can say, I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. In order to know the better in him, you got to know the bitter in you. What I love about him, sis, what I love about him, even when I go astray. Because I'm in him, I told you in him we have the victory. Even when I go astray, Romans chapter 8 tells me nothing, and I mean nothing can separate me from his love. Oh, even when I turn away, Jesus didn't turn away from me. He's still an ever-present help in my time of trouble. He's still a refuge. He's still my rock. He's still my strong tower. Even when I walk away, he still shows me how worthy I am to be loved. Oh, even when I'm disobedient, Jesus still tells me, you're still worthy to be loved. It's nothing that you can do that's going to make Jesus love you anymore. And there's nothing you have done or will do that's going to make Jesus love you any less. His love is unconditional. It's undying. And it never, ever, ever loses its power. Even when I walk away, Jesus still tells me, you're so lovable. I still love you. I still love you with a love that will never leave you. I still love you with a love that will never lose his power. I still love you. He gives you victory over yourself. He gives you victory over yourself. So what does that mean? 
is it's time for us to walk in humility. It's time for us to walk in humility. Remember that Jesus did truly pay it all. Watch this. If he willingly and generously sacrificed his life for all of us, then we should also be uh, uh, obediently and faithfully sacrificing ourselves to him. If the Lord Jesus willingly and generously sacrificed his life for us so that we could uh, uh, obediently and gratefully sacrifice our lives for him. He said, present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual worship, which is your reasonable service. Are you your own gladiator or is Jesus? And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his Give Thanks series with his Advent edition of the messages. Mm-hmm.